I don't know why, by the way, but all the way through my notes, it says Peter Parker, Mary Jane, The Sandman, and Jimmy Franco. I don't know why. Don't jump the shark. I'm Ross. And here's the Spider-Man to my Mary Jane, Grant. Oh no, it wasn't that guy that shot my uncle. It was the one-armed man that shot my uncle. Oh no, it wasn't the one-armed man. It was O.J. Simpson. <laughs> no, it was Jack the Ripper. No, the Vulture. Maybe Ed Gein. Perhaps not. Uh, Venom. Aunt May. I'm getting confused now. <laughs> I, think, I think he shot himself. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of being in this film. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you hadn't guessed, this episode's film is Spider-Man 3. Uh, the classic Sam Raimi, let's sync this franchise film. <laughs> and this was suggested to us by PC, friend yes. of the pod. Um, and I'd like to personally thank him for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a much easier watch than uh, some of the films we've watched. Pirates 2? Oh. <laughs> Sex in the City? Pirates 2? <laughs> Sex in the City? <laughs> 300. Yeah, right. There is too. Sex in the same. <laughs> Here's what we do every week. We take a film that's good up until a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump to sharp moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in a car with Mary Jane, kidnapped for the third film in a row. <laughs> Narrated by a god-awful English reporter too. <laughs> oh no, Mary Jane is in the taxi. God blimey, love a duck. <laughs> Trapped in a car with Mary Jane usually wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> and then we studied the film separately, so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark-jumping moment. Right, Grant, I believe you've got a question for us from PC himself. I do. I like this. Um, Peter Parker brushes his hair in another direction to show his change from good to evil. How would you show yours? <laughs> I was thinking about this, and you know how like, when people have that evil dimension to them, when they eventually wake up good again, they always really regret what they've done? Mm-hmm. The way I would show and, and know instantly that I'd done something really wrong is when I was bad. I would eat loads of food, so I'd end up massively fat. So as soon as I woke up, I'd be like, What's happened? What have I done? <laughs> what about you, Grant? Well, on a similar kind of alternate dimension, I would just have a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> the classics. It was it Spock? Yeah, it was Spock. He's, he's bad twin. I just rewatched that episode. <laughs> Probably good question. <laughs> right, Grant. Synopsis? Shall I do it as Bernard? Well, St. Bernard. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Bill Paxton's dad. A strange black entity from another world bonds with Peter Parker and causes inner turmoil as he contends with new villains, temptations, and revenge. <laughs> do you want some main players? No, I want some heroes and villains, Grant. Oh, nice. <laughs> Let's start off with Tobey Maguire. Hero or villain? <laughs> well, I'll mix them both in this one. Yeah. 
both plot and acting. I love Pleasantville. Never seen Pleasantville. Is it good? Good film. It's directed by Guy Ross, who just did The Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. But it's very good. Hmm. I've seen. Was one of the films you were going to mention Ice Harvest? Or? No, um, Wonder Boys would be up next for me. I mm. love Wonder Boys. It'd be no. a lot of. No, I've seen that yet. A few films I'm going to be mentioning at this bit that would be in my top 10 mm-hmm. of all time. Wonder Boys is an amazing film. Be good? Buy it. I won't. It. <laughs> also, remember he was in that film with Sarah Jessica Parker? No. Sea <laughs> <See> Biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Before she got melted down for glue. Kirsten Dunst <laughs> is up next. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a villain. <laughs> Whatever that means, as she says in Spider-Man 2. Uh, she was in Melancholia recently. Mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Is she? Yep. She's not the main love interest. She's her love interest's friend. That's, um, a, that's the role she should be in, let's be honest. <laughs> She's also in Wimbledon with bad movie icon Paul Bettany. <laughs> yep. <laughs> She's not in Priest with him, though, unfortunately for her. Because yeah. <laughs> that is a film and a half. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Franco next. Yep. I'm loving myself a bit of Rock Potter, though. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good in that. He's really funny in Pineapple Express. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a really good character. A different character as well, if he's normal. Apparently he's in the Wicker Man remake. Is he? Apparently so. Yeah. But he was also in that General Hospital. Oh, yeah, like a total long-running TV show. And James Franco's star of bizarre line deliveries in this film. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Speaking of bizarre line deliveries, how about some Toe for Grace? (laughs) I couldn't find any films I liked on his CV, with the possible exception of Predators, which I hate him in it. Yeah, I can't even think who, who did he's, he he's the Predators? one that's the doctor that turns out. Oh, it turns out to be a serial killer. Yeah, just oh, spoiler. To spoil <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all right. The film spoiled itself. By casting Tom <laughs> He's also in a film called The Giant Mechanical Man. Explanation mark. <laughs> I don't think Mark needs to give you an explanation. I think it's all in the title. <laughs> Valentine's Day is in as well. Mm. Uh, director Sam Raimi. Yes. Director of two of other films from my top ten list of all time. Spider-Man 2. Amazing. And I wrote a lit essay on it at uni. About <laughs> when he loses his um, superpowers, he loses masculinity. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Solid essay. <laughs> <laughs> then... Um, a Simple Plan would be another film from my top ten of all time. No, I've never seen Speaking so of Bill Paxton. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. You good man? I've never seen Once we stop recording, you're buying Wonder Boys in the Simple Plan. Because <laughs> they'll be like £2 each. Yeah. He's also did the Evil Dead series. Yes. Kraken series. He also wrote this film with his brother, brother. Ivan, mm. who wrote Army of Darkness. Darkman? I like Darkman. Hmm. <laughs> he wrote a film called The Nut House. No, I've seen that one. No, it's nut with two T's. Sounds like it's going to be pretty wacky. <laughs> <laughs> There's another writer in this film as well, though. Alvin Sargent. No, not, not a name I'm familiar with. I wasn't able to find any films that he's written that I liked either. No. He did What About Bob with Bill Murray. Have you seen that? No. <laughs> well, a rare misstep from Bill Murray, that yeah. one. He wrote 
a film I hate, which is called Ordinary People, which is the film that beat Raging Bull to the Best Picture Oscar that year. Really? <laughs> Ever heard of it or seen it? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Academy Awards. Yeah, they're pretty bad for that though, aren't they? He also wrote a film called Bogus. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Bill or Ted? No. <laughs> I was loving that. That's it. That's all you're getting. That's all we're getting. So we're getting into the film then? Yes. Do I say that more like a robot? Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so what was the first thing you noticed, Grant? The, the way this film recapped the previous films wasn't nearly as good as the way Spider-Man 2 does it with where it looks like comic yeah, yeah. frames. That's right. Because this one it's just... In web... It's hexagons. Web, web hexagons <laughs> where the web is showing you bits of film so it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> the first thing I noticed was uh, the Columbia logo mm. and it's Sony owned and then that reminded me the only reason that Sony made a new Spider-Man film was so they could keep the rights yeah. from Marvel which I thought I think they probably should have let it go back to Marvel after this film to be honest. You <laughs> had your to, chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had three shots of it. One of them was a hit, one of them was definitely a mess, and the other ones kind of could be voted either way, but definitely <laughs> needed to go back to them. Did you notice the web became Venom at the end as well? Yeah, it started to get all, like, black, which... <laughs> yeah, it's not, not much a fan of <laughs> Bit of a racist undertone. <laughs> I'm not saying anything until later on. <laughs> But I think this film's first mistake is right in this very first scene, though, which is people love Spider-Man. I always prefer Spider-Man when he's a bit of an equipping <laughs> outsider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because if you know the comic books, you know that that's where he's going to go very quickly in this film, to be the bad guy. Even if you've seen the poster, you can pretty much guess that. Yeah. Why, if he's at uni... Which I'm assuming that's what we're meant to believe he's in. He's not yeah, in he's high in school uni. anymore. <laughs> well, the Americans call it college, but it's yeah. their sort of version of uni, isn't it? I think some of them are called universities. He's still getting bullied. <laughs> like, how easy is it to get into college or university? <laughs> There's still dumb jocks blowing like spitballs at him. <laughs> Riding on their college scholarships, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> So why did they decide, oh, let's take an easy class, let's take advanced physics and mathematics? You'd hope when they're, like, 18 plus, they've outgrown throwing paper at someone, <laughs> no way. Do you know who's doing the lecture, though? It's uh, Doc Connors. Yeah, it is, who never ever becomes a lizard. No, uh, not in these ones. Which I think is a shame, because do you not think Venom and the lizard would have been a much better pairing? Well, you would have had the science backing. Like, mm-hmm. the reason Doc Ock was a good choice was because... And the whole thing about the lizard is he's not able to control it. No, nah, yeah. So it would actually fit in a lot easier than having a big roaring sandman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big roaring sandcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Turrets. <laughs> so, then we're introduced to Peter's going to the, the shows. Going he to makes the... it in time to contrast with the last film. Yeah. He's, he's on time nowadays. <laughs> and uh, he gets right down the front. I think he's a, bit of, he's a bit of banter with the two guys that are sitting either side of him. I quite like. <laughs> no, I like that too, because it's two fat people sitting next to him. Yeah. It's back in a comedy. <laughs> Tiny he's Toby McQuire. <laughs> two fat people sitting. <laughs> Fungly they were wearing uh, dungarees and riding mini bikes. <laughs> that I love. 
So we hear MJ singing, don't we? <sighs> Do we though? No, I don't think we do. <laughs> no. We hear someone else singing, don't we? And her miming. <laughs> and straight away you see her and you think, white's not a good colour for gingers. Is it? <laughs> it's really not. Because <laughs> she just looks like there's a ghost to come on the stage. <laughs> then it cuts to Jimmy Franco and we get some evil music. <laughs> evil Franco. <laughs> He sits there seething. <laughs> Smouldering. <laughs> He's definitely hotter than Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> Toby Maguire is such a weirdo, isn't he, though? I love it, really. He has this little argument with, with Peter here, eh? And this is the first of... Is this in the streak? This, yeah, this, this is the first of what would be probably number three on my Jimmy Franco weird line delivery <laughs> from this film. <laughs> it's when he says... Tell it to my father. Raise him from the dead. <laughs> Is that like a challenge to him? Yeah. <laughs> You're Spider-Man. Raise him from the dead. <laughs> you and your pal Doc Connors. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Did you kind of work out how long this was set after one and two? Is it maybe like, like a Mario, like maybe a month? or because I, I mean, think so. He's still seething at him. Like, what? anger has not abated at all. Yeah, he's still going to places where he knows he's going to end up running into him. Do you know what I find very strange about this, though, is you never actually see him take the potion, like the Green Goblin you super see, strong yeah. potion. You see him with a potion, but you never actually see him take it. Well, you see him in the tank later on. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, well, the sauna. <laughs> well, actually, this is right after this bit. Yeah. You see yeah. him, he comes out of the... Yeah. But you know what I was thinking? Like you, It wasn't just the sauna that's steamy, is it? No. <laughs> the screen. That's what I'm going to go That's what I'm going for. Um, <laughs> do you notice that in the picture you see him, like, his chest's, like, expanding and, and the little graphic? He's <laughs> just like, you know all those emails you get about penis enlargements? <laughs> <laughs> do you think he clicked on one? <laughs> and actually came with this massive machine? Dear Jimmy Franco. <laughs> Got Austin Powers' penis enlarging. <laughs> And there's a big cock joke, isn't there, as well? Mm-hmm. About the, with the flowers. Where he goes, Peter has sent a little bunch of flowers. And then she's like, oh yeah, Harry sent me these. And they're like a massive bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> I've no real evidence for this, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that Toby Maguire's penis is only one and a half inches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully erect. Yeah. <laughs> this will definitely have an explicit tune thing, tag on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Petey then takes Mary Jane so they can sit on the web together. <laughs> Not Anyone that walking past didn't just know he's Spider Man then, I guess. Yeah, because Although Peter Parker is very terrible at not revealing to the world that he's Spider Man. Yeah. I mean, how many people know he's Spider Man at this point? It's the. Like, on a night with meteorites as well, like, nobody would look up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you may be suspended in the trees and that kind of thing where you're hiding on the roof and nobody notices you, but I'm sure, if it's meteorites, somebody's going to look up. I'm sure, um, like, no one recognise him. He's just a college student stroke photographer. Yeah. But there's Broadway star Mary Jane Watson up there. <laughs> Papped. Yep. <laughs> Who's this lover she's caught with in a web? <laughs> in a web of lies. <laughs> yeah, so this is our first introduction to Flint Marco. Well, no... 
This is our first introduction to the black goop. Oh yes, before of course, that, yeah, because the a meteorite comes down, doesn't it? And the black goop comes out. <laughs> it follows him home. <laughs> yeah, it jumps onto his his moped. But what I will say though is, see the CGI for the black goop. It's mm. actually alright. Yeah, like it looks pretty cool. I just I don't understand why the black goop takes so long to come into play again if it's fallen down <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's come. There's a lot later on it comes in, doesn't it? <laughs> it is quite a coincidence that it fell down right next to Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> well on the I don't know about the comic book but on the cartoon it was it was on the front of like a spaceship like mm-hmm. on a shuttle and yeah. then Spider-Man was... had to save it because it was falling to Earth and that was how it ended up on Spider-Man you know the astronaut that um, Mary Jane was dating in number two which is J. Yeah, yeah. Jonah's son mm-hmm. that was who brought it back in the comic book? Yeah. Oh, right. What do you think of Flint Marco's outfit then? Because <laughs> he's in an orange jumpsuit and then he goes to his house and um, changes it the one thing in the world more conspicuous than a prison outfit. Convict stripes. Yeah. <laughs> Yellow and like lime green. <laughs> I don't like the fact that it's like we can tell he's a convict by his jumpsuit. And then he climbs in a window and you're like, we can tell he's a dad because he's daughter. <laughs> it's really making it blatantly obvious in visuals what's going on. And he doesn't know how to use a knife. You see, <laughs> After he gets dressed, he goes into the kitchen and he's like, been in prison so long, can't work out bread. <laughs> like tears it in half badly. <laughs> Possibly my favourite character in the film up to this point is Flint Marco's wife though. <laughs> the one that just calls him on his bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, I've got the truth for you, and she's like, Yeah, you and the truth, eating three meals a day in prison together. <laughs> you and the truth, in, in a tree kissing. kissing. <laughs> you and the truth, sitting in a tree. <laughs> and then he pulls the, I'm not a bad person, I've just had bad luck. I'm not but sure if I agree with that. You think he is a bad person? Yes, I do. When it gets later on, and you find out what happens to Uncle Ben and his curry sauces. Do you not think? <laughs> <laughs> you mean he's rice? Yeah, he does curry sauces. <laughs> um, do you not think like he is kind of just like bad man struck by circumstance? Yeah, but he wouldn't have necessarily been that bad, and he isn't that bad. Like he does come down round to redeem, but not redeem himself, but explain. And then that's enough for Spider Man. He just lets him away. He doesn't go. Well, you've got to pay for your things and takes him to prison. But that's, yeah, that's, that's a lot later on. <laughs> yeah. So Pete goes to see Aunt May. Oh, quite a nice story, I thought. Yeah. Like she's one of the few actors in this where you genuinely get like a little bit absorbed in what she's saying. Maybe just because she's old. It's like um, I love the bit in the second film where he gives she gives Pete money and he refuses to take it and she gets really upset and she's like yes you will take it mm. it's not very much yeah it's good she's a good she, she is good I like her she doesn't quite suit the look but nah. I think because she's got the acting chops it doesn't really matter nah yeah yes the look is just old as well <laughs> <laughs> do you have the qualifications yes I'm 70 <laughs> you've got the job <laughs> Rosemary Harris or Cloris Leachman <laughs> Betty White <laughs> She'd have been a good Aunt May. So Aunt May gives um gives Peter a ring so mm. that he can he can ask her to marry him. Ask Mary, not ask Aunt May. That's a bit weird. <laughs> ask uh, Mary nice Jane moment. to marry him. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, I like that bit. In fact, any bit that um she's in other than one bit, I, I really like in this film. It is a bit odd that he goes to Aunt May for approval, 
Yeah. It's not really the way it's done. No. Can I ask Aunt uh, Mary Jane to marry me, Aunt May? She's like, sure, knock yourself out. <laughs> so we end up right in a fight with the... Well, I want to call him the Green Goblin, because... Goblin. The... Pete calls him Goblin Jr. later. Right? Yeah. I think it's him. You know how they were saying that they added action scenes in? Did they? To no, this film, no, no. because it wasn't testing very well. Do you think this is the action scene they wrote in? Because <laughs> it seems quite pointless. Yeah, there's no reason for it to be there. But then again, it must have had to have been, because he had to get amnesia somehow. <laughs> Did he though? <laughs> he didn't have to, but for the, the, for the plot for the rest of the film he did. <laughs> Maybe if he'd just taken the, the stuff and it gave him amnesia. Yeah. Or if uh, he tried to talk to... His memory was slowly coming back as he became more evil. If, or if they'd had a bit of a confrontation outside the, the, the music hall and Pete had accidentally pushed him into the road and he had gotten knocked over by a car or something. <laughs> That would have made sense. I do like the bit where he wakes up in the hospital and says, oh, I had this crazy dream. And you were there, Peter. <laughs> and you were there. And you were Spider-Man. <laughs> and you were looking for courage. <laughs> you know what bit I don't like about this fight, though? Is the CGI is dated at this bit. You know how you said yeah, the CGI yeah, was... Yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't like the fact he doesn't wear the Green Goblin outfit. Why couldn't he just wear the same outfit his dad wore? Surely that would be better. That's a fuck you to Peter right there. Yeah, but on top of that as well, this whole serious fight that's about the fate of his father is kind of dumbed down by the fact that Peter's like, Oh, my ring! Oh, I'm going to get my ring! <laughs> he drops the ring in bullet time, doesn't he? <laughs> precious! <laughs> it takes so long for that ring to fall. And how does Peter stop him eventually? The good old pulling a rope tight trick. <laughs> They're quite blatant as well, because, I mean, he's using his mask for a little bit, Harry, but mm. then he takes it off, and it's just two guys fighting. Yeah, with almost superpowers. <laughs> There's lots of tourists walking about New York. Surely one of them's got a camera. Hey, look, there's Spider-Man, because he's using webs. <laughs> no, no, nobody looks up in, nobody looks up in uh, New York. <laughs> I love it, though, that the Green Goblin's got a lightsaber. <laughs> Yeah, no reason. Where did you get that from? It's it's green. I noticed it's green. Yeah. So he's a fan of Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. Right? <laughs> Peter Parker basically kills him. <laughs> yeah. And the note for that is whoops, Harry's down. <laughs> and then when he comes round, the only thing that's wrong with him, other than the fact he's been dead, is he's got amnesia. Can I just Why? say as well that I did a first aid course this week and he doesn't give him the right amount of chest compression. He does not, but it changed. But I he only gives him 14. Out. And it's maybe 15. Well, well it, it used was to be. 15. Yeah. But he only gives him 14. And no, <laughs> and no rescue breaths. Come on, Pete. <laughs> Flint Marco. Flint, Flint Lock Rifle. <laughs> anyway, he's on the run. Um, in the marshlands. Because <laughs> it's called the marshlands wherever there's marshlands. <laughs> um, Some things work better in a comic strip and you can't make it work in a film no matter how hard you try and this is a good example of that. <laughs> this him turning into the Sandman. Well, even when he climbs over the fence, like, where have you ever seen a danger sign that tells you specifically the reason that you shouldn't go in there? <laughs> Particle <laughs> testing facility. <laughs> I don't like how he just randomly punches a dog out with this bit as well. Yeah. 
Is it just to show he's a bad guy? <laughs> he doesn't even like animals. <laughs> well, the dog gets revenge by pissing on him when he becomes the Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the DNA change scene CGI either. It's very. Mm. Do you remember when House first started? When it would show you the oh, go inside yeah. the the body to show you what was wrong with them. It's mm. very like that. No, it'll date quite badly. But think about test uh, particle test facilities anyway. They're underground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not out in the open. And if it's something as de- delicate as particles, it wouldn't matter if there was a bird in there. Remember there was a bit of somebody's sandwich in the one in Geneva? Yeah. And somebody had dropped a couple of crumbs and that was enough to set off the whole thing. <laughs> so why would you not check if there was a bird in there? You're right though. I mean, surely this thing's going to have rain cover and things like that. <laughs> Especially and if they're working with sand. <laughs> and they say, <laughs> see when they start up the machine, they say start uh, the demolecularization process. The opposite of molecules isn't sand. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, why would they have sand in there in the first place as well? (laughs) But we cut away to Jimmy Franco in hospital, don't we? (laughs) Simple and Jimmy Franco. (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Yeah, he's turned into Forrest Gump. It's like like Ernest. It's so great though, it's, it's such a movie memory loss, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, I can't remember anything before Act 3 of Spider-Man 2. <laughs> My dad's dead though, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's right. <laughs> They're my best friends. <laughs> yeah, he does say, that's the bit where he really sounds simple. They're my best friends. <laughs> no, do you want me to tell you the line where he sounds really simple? <laughs> What's that one? It's when Mary Jane comes in and he's like, I know that face. <laughs> <laughs> I know that face, I know your face, and I know everybody's face. <laughs> and you were there. and <laughs> That would be number two on my favourite favorite ever line deliveries from Jimmy Franco in this film. Um, and then it cuts back to Sandman reforming. And to morph. <laughs> Tony Hatch morph I don't know if you'd agree with me this is an actual valid nitpick but I think the sand particles are too big yeah they are when it starts off and they start like rolling along you mean yeah it doesn't look yeah. like sand I know it's not sand because they couldn't really use sand but why though I don't think it looks very good on film no, try it, but um, I don't know it's just I don't like it uh, it needs to be finer yeah it's, it's like rocks that's, when it starts off it looks like weak pebbles are they saying that all this sand was gathered from a pebble beach or something <laughs> <laughs> so you know when he reforms here my note from this scene is Sandman more like lawnmower man because <laughs> the CGI is awful I don't know because he establishes his daughter again by like he's got the picture of her oh, locket yeah. yeah which survived the accident apparently because <laughs> yeah, the opposite of gold molecules isn't <laughs> sand <laughs> and now that he sees his daughter he can then form himself into a person I th- yeah well compare this though to um, you've seen Watchmen eh? you know the bit where um, uh, what's his face the blue guy talks about how he was caught in that accident and then like you know on the first day they saw a blue hint outside the gate then the second day they saw a skeleton for a little while and then he, it like took all his time to like work out how to like pull himself together and mil- molecules like that like there's a two second explanation is something that they could have done instead of this Oh look, my daughter. I'm a human being again. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't just change into a sand-shaped man. He turns into a full man just 
skin and everything. <laughs> yeah, so this the next bit is Mary Jane getting her bad review. This is this contains the best one of the best characters in this film, and it is the door in Peter Parker's apartment. <laughs> it's the best character. It has some of the best laughs. It's there all the time to support them. <laughs> Can we talk about bizarre line deliveries again, please? Yes, go for it. Uh, Peter says they're you need to get right back on the horse. And she says, don't give me the horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> or I guess it'd be whatever that means. <laughs> she actually, she looks prettier here than she does in the rest of the film. <laughs> it's because she's sad. <laughs> she actually, she does look all right here. She, I think she's a pretty girl. It's a bit harsh, Ross. I, I don't. I really don't. She does don't. have vampire teeth, though. You notice that? No. She's got some very well-developed <laughs> molars there. <laughs> Incisors. <laughs> it's like her dad was Nosferatu. <laughs> Here's my dad, Bella Lugosi. <laughs> her dad was the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> Showbiz family. He just died. <laughs> No, I, I genuinely don't think. Like, in comparison to other people in this film, she does not look anywhere on a scale you, of 1 to 10. Are you talking about... Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm not sure if I agree with you on that. Uh, see, yeah. You're not alone in that, but... It's, it's, uh, I just can't get over the fact that's Ron Howard's daughter. <laughs> I didn't know that. So when you'd be sweating on top of her, like occasionally... <laughs> <laughs> you might catch a glimpse of her... Ron Howard. <laughs> Ron Howard in happy days. <laughs> Just as long as the Fonzie came in afterwards and go, hey! <laughs> yeah, you have to, like, um, it's like the jukebox, you have to slap her to get her going. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> so we have the reappearance of another character that we've not seen in a while here, don't we? Venom. The goop. Because <laughs> yeah. the, the goop just comes out to have a wee look at Mary Jane and then goes in again. Yeah, that's it. Oh, there's oh, hide. <laughs> be great if Venom took over Mary Jane. What a twist. That's, that's, that would maybe explain the teeth on Venom at least. <laughs> yeah, I do find the teeth on Venom very weird. Well, not so much the teeth on Venom, but the teeth on yeah. Eddie What's Brock. What's his face, yeah. When he... Turns back to normal. <laughs> when the mask comes off of them. But so. We have the crane accident here, don't we? Which is the scene where he meets... Uh, James Cromwell. Yeah, well, yeah, we see yeah. James Cromwell and it ha- we have it leaked to us hey. that it's his daughter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's not let my daughter's imminent death get in the way of our witty introduction banner, eh? <laughs> <laughs> They're really not bothered about her being close to death, no, are they? No, he's not like he's commanding all the units and he's like... Being the, the centre of operations, he's just like, Really? Is that my dog? Oh, yeah, look, there she is hanging off the edge. <laughs> Two for Grace is the worst, though. Yes, yeah, he's terrible. We do see, like, there is one scene in here where, like, there's stuff falling on the street. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was quite good. Like, you do see people who run in, in peril, and it doesn't look like bad CGI or anything. It looks like they genuinely maybe dropped bits of stuff and then filmed the people running later on and matched them over. Like,. <laughs> So thank God, it then cuts to J. Jonah Jameson, who is the best. Yes. You've come the worst person in this film to the best. Oh, he's so funny. I love him. He's he's really... Do you know that he offered to come back as um, the same character in the new set of films? Did he? Yeah, he said if they want him, he's more than willing to retake up that character. They should. Yes, they definitely should. <laughs> Look at how much he picks up this film. 
Yeah, the banter between him and Elizabeth Banks where she keeps buzzing. Yeah, <laughs> every time he goes to take a pill. <laughs> Not those ones. <laughs> Remember Declan and Water. Or even yeah. just Ivan Remy. Like, yeah, he's them, a, them playing yeah. against each other is wearing a zoo. The Daily Bugle, it's new, it's wow, and how. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's, this bit is ruined a little bit by Topher Grace. Yeah, because he appears... Smarming up the screen. <laughs> I hate how he always calls himself Edward Brock Jr. Reminds me of Ed Wood. How famous is his dad that he needs to call himself Jr. as well? So. <laughs> oh, so not the original Eddie Brock then. <laughs> You're a shadow of your father. <laughs> well, yeah, that scene is just amazing. And thank God, because we needed one. <laughs> yeah. Really, Elizabeth Banks playing the secretary, though. It's a tiny role, isn't it? Yeah. Considering the roles that she goes, she's playing now, you know. I mean, she's quite a big character in the comics as well, but. Well, he's secretary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see a little bit later on Picture when Spidey dated her for a bit. When Peter appears, right? Like you see a bit of the kind of, a bit more of the story behind it. And you've got Robbie as well. I like him. Like Robbie's just so decent. Yeah. And he's just such a great contrast <laughs> to J. Jonah. <laughs> he's the voice of reason in that room, isn't he? Do you like <laughs> one of the best lines for J.K. Simmons and Ivan Raimi actually is when he's like. Doesn't anybody care what I want? And then Ivan Raby just pops back into the office and goes, I do! That's great. And then uh, I'm pretty sure he instantly goes, Get out! If this film was about J. Jonah Jameson, I don't think it'd be a bad film. No. Brilliant film. And then our obligatory Stan Lee cameo. Stan Lee. Do you know how old he is? A million? He's like 89 or something, and he just underwent like heart surgery. Just fine through it and everything. Brilliant. So, um, yeah, Stanley cameo, enough said. <laughs> Which yeah. is his old catchphrase. This is just the worst. I hate Stanley cameo. Is he going to go fuck himself? Like, I hate it. Ah, I, I like knowing that he's still alive. <laughs> it's just like checking in on an elderly relative. <laughs> the only one I like is the one in Iron Man. Is it Iron Man or Iron Man 2? Where he bumps it and any of he's like, sorry, Hef. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> Peter just re-gifts his ball to Jimmy Franco, doesn't he? He's yeah. like, I thought you might like this. My old gym ball from gym class. <laughs> this, this, it's got my name on yeah, it. This is mine. <laughs> Why do you have this? <laughs> and then there's the picture of his dad, the really eerie looking picture of his dad, sitting in that chair. And then the chair that he's sitting in, in the picture, is right in front of the picture. It just looks bizarre. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> you got to think, though, that Jimmy Franco's got to be pretty damn pleased about his looks compared to his dad's. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're similar enough to say, yeah, he probably could be his dad, but Jimmy, Jimmy Franco's just so much more handsome. There's a rumour about um, Willem Dafoe's endowment, though, <laughs> that maybe uh, Jimmy Franco would be a bit jealous of. Yeah, so um, MJ gets, gets fired. Yeah. And then just walks outside to be instantly shamed by her boyfriend swinging past. She's just jealous. It's funny she's though. She's just that jealous. It's funny though that people start coming and she's like, oh, is that for me? Yeah, because it would be for you who just hasn't done anything. <laughs> hasn't done anything to deserve clap. Yeah, because it's like World Spider Man Day or something. Yeah. And they use the font from the film. As the here's the key to the city Spider Man sign that they've got up as well, which I don't like. Pete marching, I don't like when he does his fake marching. 
But he's, he's getting the marching band's going past and he's getting really into it and he's just marching on the spot yes I do know what you mean that's actually I've just got again Peter Parker's such a weirdo <laughs> I've got to admit that was a possible <clears throat> jump the shark moment right there yeah because there's no need for it he's not that cheery mind you maybe if somebody was having a, a parade in your honour maybe you would get that giddy let's wait for the don't jump the shark parade and we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> people with a giant Ross head <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a Steve the Beef <laughs> parade. Giant inflatable Grant. <laughs> You've got that already. <laughs> Shh. Yeah, so they get attacked by Sandman because Sandman is um, kind of just hanging about the city, and then he jumps into one of the, you know one of those trucks. Yeah, that just drives just in the middle of New York City Centre. The sand. Sand, sand delivery. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, where else are you going to get your sand? Everybody's got to get their sand delivery. So the sand delivery truck comes round and delivers massive quantities of sand. Do you think it was like a crank call, like a, a fake piece of? Hey, did you order two tons of sand? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate the giant sand man. I hate him. Well, this is the first point where you go. He can pull himself together. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, vaguely, <laughs> but it kind of makes sense. It can also. But now we find out it can absorb all sand. Yeah. I thought the fact was that it wasn't that he was pulling together sand particles. I thought it was the fact that he was pulling together the particles that made his old body. So why why can he control all sand? That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, we've got a giant sandman now, and it's who's going to have to deal with him? <laughs> the roaring, I really don't like. Yeah, that also doesn't make sense. Because you would have thought he could have polished himself up into like a normal giant person. If he can do that when he's small, why can't he do it when he's massive? So we cut back to Gwen Spacey doing a speech for Spider-Man. I fell 62 stories, which is kind of what happened to the real Gwen Stacy in the comics. That's how she died. Ah. And she th- fell a huge distance. And and but he couldn't catch her. No, he did catch her. He did. But in a rare comics using real physics... Because she'd fallen so far, she'd broken her neck on the way down. Oh, right. Because mm-hmm. when he catched her. Oh, it's the pressure of the wind which is it? would break your neck. Is it? Mm-hmm. If you were just thrown off a bridge, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I suppose. Wow. It's pretty harsh, is isn't that, it? Yeah, because that was the whole thing with the new one, wasn't it? That Gwen Stacy was going to be his love interest, because Gwen Stacy is his love interest in the comic books at first. Yeah. Until he comes across Mary Jane. Or until she dies. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't still love her after that. No. <laughs> In love with the corpse. <laughs> Why does he kiss Gwen, though? He should have listened to that little kid, shouldn't he? Everybody's yeah. going, kiss her, kiss her! And the little kid's going, don't, don't! <laughs> have you ever seen that at a public event? <laughs> kiss her, kiss her! <laughs> I don't know. Put your hand down her pants, Spidey! <laughs> We'd be in Rapesville. <laughs> This is while all this is going on. Sandman's giving the police a thorough sand fisting, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> With more roaring. And they use the Spider-Man theme when it cuts back as well, don't they? They've got the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, which I quite like. I love that. My favourite line from that is, "He's strong. Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood." It's <laughs> <laughs> a great bit of ringing. I don't like Spidey surfing on the door either. But I do, well, just to go back a wee bit, I, I do like Spider's kind of quippiness here. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things I did like about the new films, is he was a bit more kind of like he was in the comics, where he was sharp-tongued and quick off the bat. And 
Whereas, yeah, like you say, he's, he's skating on the door. <laughs> it's a bit like... Yeah. Too much like Tony Hawk for me. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sandman can also make a sand hammer with his hand. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of the Green Lantern, to be honest, like the film. <laughs> I was expecting it to change it to a racetrack at any point. <laughs> what do you think of their hilarious joke of him having fought the Sandman and then having loads of sand in his spidey shoe. I think if it hadn't been so quickly after the peril, I think that would have actually been like a fine joke. Because yeah. it is funny when he picks out his shoe and he's just like, oh, for <laughs> But like it's it the be... fact that it's so quickly after it, you're like, he's not even out of puff. <laughs> have you ever seen Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid? Yes. You know the bit in that where he's pouring the coffee and it just takes forever. <laughs> It'd be better if it was like that. <laughs> Like, uh, <clears throat> so the next scene proves to us that when they did the Pink Panther remake, they should have cast oh. Bruce Campbell instead of Steve Martin. I really didn't notice it until I went back and then I was just like, it's Cluso! Yeah. It's totally Cluso! He's <laughs> great though, I love it. He's superb. He's, like you say, I mean, J.K. Simmons, best character in this film, I will give you that. But Bruce Campbell running him a close second. second yeah. like. <laughs> That's what I said, Perker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that he, he dips the character for a bit as well. I was like, come on, come on, buddy, it's French restaurant. We <laughs> oui. Ah, yes, you understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see Peter Parker practicing about his, um, practicing about his proposal, <laughs> which isn't even a proposal. It's just like, oh, you've found the thing I left for you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> she really needs to just tell him she's been fired, though. This is... Stupid <laughs> fake dramatic tension here. It's her fault. She won't tell him. Of course, it's not. It's not his fault that she got fired. It's not his fault that he doesn't know something that she's not told him. And he's a cock there later, but he's not really a cock at this point. No. He's just he's just trying to be supportive at this bit. <laughs> he's like, I took you out for a nice dinner because you're doing well. All, all she needs to say is, look, I've got the country clue. Apart from, I guess, she has a go at him for doing the kiss. And yeah. that's, that's quite right. You should, yeah, you no, really no. that. <laughs> Nobody would get away with that. And she comes in wearing a black dress again. Black black doesn't seem to be a good colour for ginger people either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm narrowing the colour band that we can wear down. It's red. <laughs> yeah. It could well be, we'll find out. <laughs> Speaking of fake dramatic tension, Flint Marco is Uncle Ben's killer. Well, come on, we've got to talk about Bruce a bit more, don't we? The, <laughs> the cracking bit where he's... He keeps coming in. Yeah, they've to, they've to bring him. Every time he waves his hand, he keeps coming in. <laughs> but just through conversation, he keeps waving his hand. And then every time Bruce Campbell sends the guys back, he gets more and more agitated with them. <laughs> so the first time, it's just like, oh, no, 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 go back. And then the second time, it's like, get back in the kitchen! <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> really good, I like that. And it's also not Peter Parker's fault if Gwen Stacy fancies him. Like when when uh, Mary Jane's going, oh, I didn't even notice that she had your her manicure, her polished fingernails all over you. Well, that's not his fault. <laughs> As he's supposed to go, whoa, hey, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> You're not allowed to touch me on the shoulder gently. Yeah, so like you say, oh, the police made a mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flint Marco is really Uncle Ben's rice killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we stop for the halftime game? Okay, so halftime game is this is pretty terrible supervillain pairing. Yep. Who from supervillain history would be a worse pairing than these two? <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, I've went for a, a female female team up on this one because yes. historically women don't tend to be written for as well as men. I mean, you had Wonder Woman, but you know you had some pretty terrible ones as well. And um, the first one that I want to tell you about is a uh, Granny Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when reading up on her, I found out that the only real skill, the only real different things that she has is she has a thing called a power rot. (laughs) (laughs) Did she she throw apple pies at people? (laughs) I found a bit strange. And her other power was listed as being a total bitch. (laughs) That's actually what it was listed as. Um, And the other team, the the other person I would like to see her team up with is Lady Stiltman. So threatening, she didn't even get to chop off the man at the end of her name. <laughs> and uh, this was a... Take a guess at what you think her powers are. Lady Stiltman. She has stilts? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> she has massive metal stilts and a coat of armour. And it was Deadpool that used to, that was the, our rival. And you know how Deadpool um, stopped her in her tracks? A manhole cover. <laughs> That's that's a pretty shitty team up. What about you, Grant? What's your team up? Um, I'll go for Louis the Lilac from the Batman TV series. <laughs> I'm totally going to heard of Louis the Lilac. He uses flowers for evil. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a tremendous lilac suit. <laughs> <laughs> so it just dazzles them with fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see Christopher Nolan tackle him, actually. <laughs> and the other one would be one of Spider-Man's. Villains oh, from yeah. the seventies, yeah. the hypno hustler, <laughs> <laughs> and this is a guy who used disco music as a weapon. <laughs> Even better than that, Spider Man defeated him by not listening to disco music. <laughs> Do you think that was a hidden motive there from the writers? <laughs> hey kids, you shouldn't listen to disco music. <laughs> Got a pink guitar by the way; it's pretty solid. That's that's awesome. <laughs> So Mary Jane and Peter have another argument. Happy at that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then Peter goes home, doesn't he? And sleeps angrily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, and the venom skin goes over him. Mm-hmm. Because apparently Spidey Sense didn't tingle at this. <laughs> well, no, he just wake up, remember? Yeah, oh, but, but you're right, that's... At the end, it's over his face. <laughs> uh, he wakes up with the suit on outside, upside down, which is the same way it happened in the comics. Yeah, yeah. I don't like though that um, the suit is just the suit but black. Yeah, I yeah. prefer it just an all black suit with a white, the white yeah, yeah. yeah logo. Yeah, because that was I liked that. This story uh, went, went for years in the comics, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. just before it was revealed what Venom actually was and why Spidey was getting a bit darker. Yeah, because then it, then it all went off on it. It's it's spinoffs as well that it had, which you know with with Venom and Carnage. Which is quite a quite a big long storyline that still kind of runs now, and they've got their own comics, you know. Well, Venom's good now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very weird though that he then goes into swinging, and it's like, oh my god, it's so much better, and it's like it doesn't seem that much better. <laughs> it seems pretty much like what you could do in the other shit. <laughs> uh, so he takes a little bit of it to Doc Connors, his professor exposition. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he kind of he kind of seems to say that it's like the ectoplasm in Ghostbusters. Like, you know, it, it just amplifies the, the feelings of the host, especially anger. But it does it doesn't limit it to anything. So if he was just super happy, would that make 
Is that maybe why Venom's good now in the comic books? <laughs> he's just in a good place. Yeah, he's just, his mental health's really good. <laughs> By the way, he just has the Spidey suit hanging on a hanger in his cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> Hope his nosy oh, yeah, landlord... Hey. I can explain that. <laughs> Hope his nosy landlord doesn't come in to try and fix the door or anything. <laughs> so he has a fight, doesn't he? With Sandman. Sandman yeah. again. In the kind of... Subway sewers yeah. system. Yeah. Um, does a bit of sandblast in his face. <laughs> oh no, my one weakness, water. <laughs> He's one of those aliens. Aliens from from sides. <laughs> Watch out, he'll be jumping onto your porch roof next. <laughs> oh no, that's Scandinavian, isn't it? I do like the way he gets the water out though, where you get the crash zooms on Marco's face yeah. as he takes a different nut off each one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So as PC alluded to in the opening question, the emo haircut... <laughs> Straight away. I mean, it's, it's not even just like he appears a bit later on and we're just left to presume that it's going to happen. He's just like, I'm just going to start combing my hair in a different way. Fringe equals evil. Surely yeah. slick back hair equals evil. Yeah, you would have thought. Emo Peter Parker. Because it's not just that, is it? He's got the eyeliner on as well. Definitely heading in the emo direction. <laughs> and then he goes to see Aunt May, and Aunt May talks about how wrong revenge is and things like that. And it's weird because he just basically doesn't listen to her. Yeah. Which I suppose if, you know, if it's to do with the goop, that would kind of make sense, I suppose. Uh, so revenge turns us ugly. So we're finally linking back to... James Franco's storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy Franco. Because <laughs> <laughs> later on he will physically be turned ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they try their hardest, but he's still 110% handsome. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, this is the bit with the the ridiculous walking down the street, isn't it? <laughs> no, before no, that. No, no, is isn't, is it? It's the MJ and Harry have... <laughs> They're Bernard <laughs> We're gonna have company What kind of company sir <laughs> The female guy <laughs> Just strip us again <laughs> I saw that And they cook some Peppers <laughs> I hope you like peppers Who has gotten to the age of like What 35 And doesn't know if they like peppers or not Some <laughs> kid in Botswana That's about it Oh yeah And MJ and Harry basically kiss because he doesn't have a scar. It's like, oh, it's in life no scar, and then they start kissing. <laughs> nah, I think Harry's just so intrigued by her dancing the twist. Terribly. <laughs> so again, she's wearing white and green. Not not great colours for ginger people to wear. <laughs> in the space of like three seconds of film time, he becomes evil and attacks Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he really is like an Enlightenment era man, isn't he? Like, yeah. you see him like painting and he knows all his philosophy and he's into architecture and all this stuff and he knows a bit about everything you're like that it, it does fit into your whole sort of like Osborne thing where you know they're the smartest men in the world in the comic books you know so that he gets Mary Jane to do the fake breakup where Spy, uh, with Spidey Parker yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. it's weird though because I think she's breaking up with him for all the right reasons <laughs> it's not like she has to invent too much. Yeah. And I mean, really, if Franco hadn't, like, chased her up. In fact, that could have been one of the scenes they added in. Mm-hmm. Because if you take out that scene, it still makes sense. You know, if they had that kiss, then the next scene follows on fine. You don't need to really know that. You know when she walks away as well, and Harry's there and he's like, good girl. Yeah. How did Harry hear that conversation? <laughs> That's part of his Green Goblin training. <laughs> Is that right? Gene Hackman in the film The Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Harry and Pete have some pie. 
Stir up some shit. <laughs> he does a very good passive aggressive, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm the other man. And here we come to number one in my favourite James Franco line deliveries, which is, how's your pie? So good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a normal way to respond even when something's really good. <laughs> He vanishes. It's weird. Nah, what he does is he just ducks down. <laughs> if Peter Parker went back into the shop, he'd just find him hiding underneath the table. <laughs> it's like a silent movie villain. Yeah. <laughs> My next note is, oops, the fringe is back. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a terrible, sulking look about him, doesn't he, though? When like the- Venom's also dyed his hair. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah, it's, it's black, whereas in any other time when he brushes it aside, it's brown. <laughs> but we get into this... Uh, what was the what was the film you know the the musical one where they they have the fight in the street with the dancing guys and dolls yes it's a kind of fight like that isn't it because mm. from the moment that he appears in the the window it's like jazz music rather than like tense cinematic music wow check that <laughs> dig on it's James because <laughs> <laughs> right, we get Harry and Peter fighting this is where he throws the bomb at him and that's right yeah tries to horribly disfigure him but it doesn't work just too handsome I assumed he died yeah so did I if, you know the first time you watched it you would have been like oh well yep that's him deed and that's when he calls him Goblin Junior he's like is the little Goblin Junior gonna cry <laughs> well it's when you permanently disfigure him <laughs> no his tear ducts don't work anymore <laughs> this yeah is- so before he does the su- strut on the street he gets Brock fired yeah that's right that's right fires him for being ginger <laughs> Go and live with the other gingers. <laughs> I hate crime. <laughs> yeah, so strut down street. Oh, we've been dancing around it. Yep. And now he's dancing around it. <laughs> he's dancing around, looking good. It's like a fifties jazz villain. It is, isn't it? The dance after he gets the suit is a real low point. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't. Isn't it? Because it's like that it's kind the clap of when he claps. <laughs> Compare this to right, you know, in Army of Darkness, you know the bit where he's like, "Give me some sugar," and he pulls, and it's like cheesy but funny as well at the same time, and it's it's kind of set in that world. I think this scene is set in that world that he likes to write in like that. But the problem is, it's a mainstream movie, well, and that's not the kind of audience that he has to play for to the, for the rest of this film. I think so, the problem as well is this scene was done a lot better in Spider Man Two. When he was walking down the street carefree after giving up being Spider-Man. Yeah. Don't think this is a funny scene because it's terribly bad. I think they knew it was going to look like this and knew you would get the laughs for the same reasons. I just think it's out of place in this film. If it had been in another kind of more funny film, I could have seen it being different. Which I think he did get better at because have you seen Drag Me to Hell? Mm. Mixes funny and a mainstream horror film mm. together quite well. It's very like Dark Man, I think. Drag yeah. Me to Hell. Tonally, the jazz club. Yeah, where Mary Jane's working, he takes Gwen there on purpose, (laughs) cause he's a dick. (laughs) There's some highlights from this scene. (laughs) What about when he gives the waitress the money and says, "Find us some shade." (laughs) What is this? The 1970s and you're black. It's the fact that no, the wait- he doesn't pull the waitress in as well. The waitress goes voluntarily that close in. It becomes very like um, hot shots yeah. when he's playing the piano. <laughs> My favourite line at this bit, though, and I've mentioned this a few times to you, 
It's where it cuts the, the extreme close-up of him. He goes, "Now dig on this." <laughs> he's supposed to be a bad guy. At this, <laughs> this also guys and dogs very much, isn't it? <laughs> and then he hits Mary Jane. He does. He's now the, the Ross Livingston of superheroes. <laughs> Cute wife, Peter. <laughs> Don't say that. People pick it up as being true. <laughs> it's true, Ross. <laughs> Finally got the courage to call you off. <laughs> You're not my wife. It doesn't count. <laughs> the plot's just exploding at this point, isn't it? Yeah. He sees a church and thinks, maybe I'll pop up there. <laughs> well, is this not linked to his... Um, earlier on, he says to Edward Brock Jr., he says, if you want forgiveness, find religion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that took me three times of watching this film to get that. I still don't get it. Yeah, well, I think that's why he goes to the church in the first place. I don't think it's necessarily anything more than that. Yeah, so he goes... And so does Eddie Brock. Yeah. Same time. <laughs> it's the same church in New York. Because <laughs> I'm sure there's only one or two, right? <laughs> Plus, he's way up in the belfry. Brock's way down on the ground. He, he sees him. I see his photographer eyes, though. He's got a telescopic lens built into his eye. <laughs> Is that Parker? There's no way you see him. Is that Parker? 300 feet up? (laughs) And he eventually gets the suit off, doesn't he? He doesn't realise it at the time, but it's pretty obvious it's because of the bell. Mm. Like, that's the only reason it's coming off him. And then it falls down the belfry onto... Brock. Brock, and he ends up... But he, we don't see him until later on. He's too small to be Venom, though, don't you think? Yeah. Needs some more posing. But wasn't he like a Arnie. big... Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he like a football player or something? He was something, wasn't he, in the in the cartoon? Yeah, and this cuts to Pete in the shower, washing his black hair die away. <laughs> <laughs> and we get Aunt May again here, don't we? He goes yeah. to see Aunt May to tell her that Flintlock Rifle is dead. And... Oh, yeah. Spider-Man well, killed him. We missed the point as well that that you do see him being alive after God knows how many months of him just hanging about being sand particles. (laughs) He just reforms. Washes up in some places. (laughs) Sandman's here, isn't he? Yeah. And Venom's like, hey, why don't we team up, buddy? Well, yeah, this is the bit where we first see Venom and you're right. I mean, he's just, he's nowhere near big enough. A Sandman. Even the actor that plays Sandman looks more imposing. As we alluded to as well, why does he still have sharp sharp teeth? teeth? When he's not wearing mask a mask. comes away, isn't it? But I mean... <laughs> How does he know who Flint Marco's daughter is as well? Because Spidey didn't know that. No. Cause he just knows. So he's actually a better reporter than, <laughs> than Peter Parker. <laughs> so he should have gotten this job. <laughs> you know how we often talk about terrible movie cliches? Yeah. How about you're walking on a street at night, you look up and you see the person who you've once had a relationship with in the window <laughs> you walk away then they look <laughs> that's yep you're right <laughs> so guy because she gets kidnapped again <laughs> do you notice that she's had no interaction with Eddie Brock right yeah. but when she gets in the taxi she gasps just after he says where to and then he puts the hand on her <laughs> to stop her from screaming not one before the other so why is she ha ah, a white guy driving a cab <laughs> that's so scary to her this English reporter at this bit she can go fuck herself I mean really <laughs> she is fucking god awful <laughs> yeah well we see that she's now suspended above the ground in this taxi and uh, 
there's a, a bit of a web there for Peter to come and unravel. And he goes into a box underneath his bed and pulls out the old Spider-Man suit. He didn't retire. <laughs> like, that should still be hanging next to the other ones in the wardrobe. It's trying, it's trying to bring out that sense of nostalgia where you're like, oh, yeah, the good old suit. He's going back to good Spider-Man. But because he's only just put the other one away, you're like, this isn't bringing about that kind of thing. It's not like Batman where he had retired for eight years. And he goes to see Harry, who now has porridge on his face. <laughs> I don't think that's porridge, Grant. <laughs> it's horrible burns, isn't it? <laughs> From porridge. <laughs> Do you remember that uh, Scottish footballer that um, managed to injure himself poaching an egg? <laughs> he had burns on his face. No. <laughs> He'd cooked it in a microwave and not done it, right? Oh, it explodes. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I think his name was Kirk Broadfoot. The butler is here. He's like, just so you know, I seen everything that happened in the first film. I chose not to mention it until now. What the butler saw, eh? <laughs> Venom is really shit, though, isn't he? Can I ask as well, why does Venom have Spider-Man's powers? Well, I'm assuming that the, the symbiote, because it had almost fully bonded to Peter Parker it was only because of the bell that he managed to get off it's maintained some of the some of the things that they had like that had copied off the other one because like I said it's a symbiote bonds to the host so it, it must have taken on some of those parts can I also ask why is Eddie Brock able to like take his mask off and stuff like that like with his mind Whereas Spider-Man couldn't. Maybe it's because it's willing. You know, maybe because the the symbiosis between the two is actually quite positive. But it's not a good enough reason. And they really did crowbar him in, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, not great. I mean, this is the studio. He didn't want to do him. He wanted to do the Vulture. Yeah. Raimi. But... Didn't he want to... I think the Vulture would have been just as stupid as the Sandman, no? Yeah, I mean, it would have been reasonably implausible. But, I mean, they're talking about him possibly for the next one. Really? Yeah. Can I just tell you my dream casting then? Larry David. Larry David was rumoured for Spider-Man yeah, 4. For the but, um, my dream casting would be Uncle Junior from The Sopranos. <laughs> He'd be perfect. He'd be so, he's so old now. Is <laughs> so? he even still alive? <laughs> you would, but if he, he had to take those glasses off when he became the good guy. He doesn't actually wear those glasses. That's not nah, yeah. <laughs> He just looks like he should wear those glasses all the time. Were you loving the bit where Spidey lands in front of the US flag? No. <sighs> That must have been put in there as well, wasn't it? I think so. Added in later. Because there was a horrible patriotic bit in the first one, wasn't there? The, I guess it was just after 9-11, though, so you mm-hmm. can understand. They wanted to show solidarity, but... Yeah, he's, yeah he's he lived in New York. Hey, you mm-hmm. pick on one New Yorker, you pick on us all, that bit. <laughs> awful. Mm-hmm. Was that the bit in the train? No. No, that was the second part. That was because that's actually a good Patreon but I was going to say well quite like that I think, the support to be honest I think the bit in the second film is taking the piss out of the bit in the first film is it? I think it is because they say pretty much exactly the same thing you know if you want to get him you've got to go through us and mm. Doc Ock just shrugs and shoves them all out of the way <laughs> it's great <laughs> oh I hate Topher Grace's line as well my spidey sense is tingling if you know what I'm talking about he's got Mary Jane <laughs> That's a Topher Grace improvisation. Ooh, he shouldn't be allowed to improvise. <laughs> no, he shouldn't. You get one try, and if it's a good line, then you get to improvise for the rest of it. Oh no, a giant roaring sandman. I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> <laughs> My one weakness, water. water. <laughs> See, um, at this point in the fight, I couldn't actually remember how they beat him. And I was thinking... Because it's a construction site, do they maybe like use cement and like put the cement dust through them and then it rains and then they turns to concrete? 
Because that would actually kill him. That'd be a good idea. Not getting burnt to glass. <laughs> Which would need a furnace worth of heat. And apparently that's generated all from uh, James Franco's Head skateboard. <laughs> when the giant Sandman's smacking Peter and the female part was like, oh my God, the brutality of it all. <laughs> it just sounds so much more eloquent when it's coming out in somebody's mouth like that. <laughs> I really think at this point as well that the Sandman was starting to look like the shit monster from Dogma. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine though if it was a Scottish reporter that was on the scene? <laughs> oh my God, he's punching the him. <laughs> I don't think it would work quite as well. <laughs> Get your chib, Spidey! <laughs> yeah, well, Harry shows up. Harry shows up, yeah. In his Goblin Junior outfit. <laughs> yeah. And there's some pretty sparkling dialogue at these scenes. That sort of, oh, yeah. Can you help me? Little busy here and all that. <laughs> Best of pals now again as well. <laughs> one thing I did wonder about this, with the whole building's construction site and her being up at the top and the big sand monster thing, I wondered if he was trying to go for like King Kong, you know what I mean? Yeah. The big monster and the damsel in distress on top of the building. I wonder if that was maybe what it was going for. But it was supposed to be Gwen Stacy. That was, but they changed their mind at the last minute and made it Mary Jane again. Really? Why? <laughs> I don't know why you needed someone in peril. It could have just been a fight. <laughs> could have been. I mean, he was looking for him anyway. All he needed to do was set up the venue. Uh, yeah, so the Sandman's impervious to water. Venom noise. So a stereo and a bath was get both of them. <laughs> yeah, if they just turned up with those two things. <laughs> Remember the bit in the Lost Boys, the death by stereo bit. <laughs> and there's a bit where the guy goes into the bath. You need to get the Frog Brothers to get rid of that man and Venom. <laughs> so this is, this is our first superhero team up in it, though, isn't it? Because we've had a super bad guys team up. Now because he wasn't a superhero team. up until this point. He was a super villain, but they obviously thought, nah, three against one's not fair. Uh, <laughs> worked in S- Superman 2. Were you loving this bit here? You know how he uses the rod to blow up the beast guy? Because the bit where he gets rid of Venom's awful. He just hits and creates noise, doesn't he? Yeah. But the, the initial bit that leads into it, he tries to use the force to pick up the rod. Did you notice that? He just reaches his hand out and he's like... But I mean, he's not even very well, like... Like, Spider-Man isn't really very well held up. It's just, like, two bits. And that's, like... uh, He can't get out of that. And that's what ends up with Harry dying as well. Because then, like, Harry tries to come in and help. But then uh, Venom's got the, the board with the prongs on the end and stabs him. And it's the same way his dad died. Because he tries to get stop Peter. But Peter does absolutely nothing to try and get away from it. Like, he's mm. Spider-Man. He knows how thick those webs are. Surely he could have done something. Shit <laughs> web in Venom's eye. Yeah. I mean, he can still turn his wrist a bit. Must be a hundred things he could have done. Yeah, so he gets rid of Venom. And Eddie, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't have to put up with him anymore. But then it's, a, it's just a really weird scene where it's Sandman and Spider-Man having a conversation and he's not wearing his mask and... And Sandman's just there, and he's not—he's not like, oh, I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I killed your uncle because we've established this apparently. <laughs> because I know that you know this, <laughs> yeah. Somehow. <laughs> uh, oh, I accidentally shot. Oh, that's okay then. Why don't you just vanish and become one with the force or whatever the fuck he does? Because <laughs> he just blows away, doesn't he? Yeah, I, he just like. I'll see you on the wind. <laughs> Catches a whiff in the wind and flies away with it. 
But is, is that supposed to be him killing himself? That's what I wasn't sure about. Is is that him going away nah, or is that him killing himself? I think himself? that was maybe him going away in like a sort of, I won't bother anybody anymore. I'm going to work on an oil rig or something. <laughs> Just leave my daughter to die. Yeah. <laughs> but to go back to the symbiote fight though, see, it's a symbiote, right? <laughs> Thus needs to bond itself to someone else. But when Peter Parker makes the ring of stereo noise and pulls Brock out, mm-hmm. they're like, oh no, because the symbiote's still alive and it's like growing and it's becoming massive and looks like it's going to climb over the top and kill them. So that's when Peter throws in the, the bomb. Surely if they just left it, it would die by itself because it's, it needs something else to bond itself to. It's a bit, it's true. It's a bit bizarre. <laughs> but why were they even bothered about it? Because surely it should have died pretty much as soon as it, or like returned to that gloop. They don't really need to be worried about it. <laughs> so Harry's dying, aren't they? Yeah. We're best friends forever, Pinky Swear. <laughs> Tobey Maguire's really not very good at greeting, is he? Like, <laughs> he just, in all the scenes where he's meant to be sad, he really doesn't look all that sad. <laughs> for our American listeners, greeting is a Scottish... Crying. <laughs> yeah, Scottish <laughs> word for crying rather than actually giving him a greeting. <laughs> he's not like, hey, Harry, how you doing? I've seen you in a while. <laughs> and MJ and Pete get back together again. Yeah. She's a bit like Bella in Twilight. It's oh, it doesn't matter what he does to her. <laughs> he strikes her and she's still like, hey, I'll come and see you again. <laughs> I like you more now. <laughs> do, do we, is this the bit where it goes and sings again? Yeah. Yes. She's yes, at the back is. of the jazz club again. She's, she's not a good singer, is she? <laughs> Apparently that doesn't matter, though. Peter Parker's infatuated with her. <laughs> is that it, then? I think that's it. Our music is Mr. Beef's Thousand Furious Bees. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M-I-S-T-E-R-B-E-E-P. Well, Grant, what's your jump the shark moment? I think character motivation is all over the place in this film. Like, things happen just to further the story, then things, like, randomly change to suit the story. Mm. Some, like, most of the time to the detriment of pace and enjoyment as well. <laughs> yeah. And I think the plot twist I hate the most is the amnesia one. Mm. And the moment within the amnesia storyline that I hate the most is the bit where, to show that Harry Osborn has become, like, a really nice guy... When they come in to see him, he's just randomly painting a still life. He's <laughs> <laughs> a renaissance man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm nice. I paint still lifes. <laughs> What's your job the shark moment then? <laughs> oh, you're right. And they kind of it's along the same lines. Like they just do things to further the plot. Like when, um, oh, it turns out that it wasn't the right guy that we got for your your granddad, your uh, uncle's murder. It was the guy who just happens to be your new bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the bits that I think they could totally have gotten round without having to do that, I mean, they could have done it with that bit, is the bit where um, it's what the butler saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, by the way, uh, I saw this. <laughs> I just didn't tell you up until now because uh, I've been busy with the housework. <laughs> like, why couldn't he have just found... It through some other means, like you know, whether it was through his him having his visions of his dad, he could have found something that told him that, or he could have realised that his dad was crazy and he isn't. I would have loved it Anything. if Bill Paxton had played this character instead. <laughs> game over, man, game over. Aye. 
Yeah, I, I just it didn't really need to be done. They could there was a hundred other ways they could have done it instead of just this really cheesy. Oh, by the way, sir, I saw this when I was out. <laughs> that is very bad, isn't <laughs> it? As the new Batman does something similar as well, eh? Where he just tells him about the letter. What if there was a letter? Yeah, but there was a letter in the in the second film. They set that up a long time before. But they also set up the fact that he burns it because he never wants Bruce to know, and then they just yeah, and then they violate that. I suppose. Oh, sorry, yeah. spoilers again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They could have gotten away with without that as well. You're right. But I mean, in that in that new Batman film, it takes eight eight years off. <laughs> He's Batman. He's <laughs> he never takes you day off. What's our Twitter? At Don't Jump Shark. What's our Facebook? Don't Jump the Shark from Podcast. What's our email? Don't Jump the Shark at hotmail.com. Think that covers it all? Nope. Twister this week. <laughs> which foot to which <laughs> colour? <laughs> right foot yellow. That's it. Bye. Bye. Next time on Don't Jump the Shark. Jingle all the way. I want your claws, your sleigh, and your reindeer. <laughs> <laughs>